No one is perfect, not even the Uggs. But don't tell them I said that. Here are some screw-ups, edits, and extras from the last episode of The Ugly Truth. We call them Ugly Cuts. I but like he does. He, what's I like funny he, is that he... Oh, I'm sorry. I was he, just... Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead. go ahead. No, please. Uh, but, but on the side note oops on the side note daryl absolutely loves the, that show because um there's a lot of amazing fighters that have come out of that show since its inception so yeah. he he does like it but he has a hard time watching it because you know they're all kind of douchey well i'm walking mean, around like little soldiers yeah you know? it is i mean but yeah. there's some really i think with this because i haven't really watched too many previous seasons i tried to watch the season where it had um Conor McGregor and Uriah Faber. I oh. tried to watch that season, but you I just, just hate Conor I, McGregor so I much. I hated him so much. I couldn't get past his. You're like, I just his, hate your face. I'm just get like, out. And he wasn't even like coaching his guys. You know, he had his mm. trainers coach mm. him, and oh. then he would show up later for like, you know, like he couldn't be bothered to come he was, in. He was observing the work of the others. You know, and I'm just yes. like, God, I'm like, you're such a, uh, you're such a. <laughs> asshole i just can't stand you you know and uriah i mean he's like obviously like the epitome of like a great coach and so it was hard to watch him just like really getting good with his guys and then then comes you know shoulders you know (laughs) marching in conor mcgregor in one of his tiny maroon suits And with his sunglasses he's just such a loser yeah where, where your eyes literally rolling around on the floor sweating yeah <laughs> yes you know, like you know butt to penis with some guy you know right something right. connor would never do he's unless he's getting paid for it pretty yeah much. understood so, but anyway and anyway okay god you know the um the sunset magazine um it's that it's the west coast you know sunset it's it's a west coast oriented travel magazine and it highlights all these cool little places you can go on in california washington stuff like that yeah anyway um i love it i i really love that magazine because it a lot of it you know we go to all these different places and yet we still don't know any of these little little places that they highlight all the time and so i really think it's neat and um their last magazine that came out was um unique places to go camping this summer I and that's the only appeal I guess for me about camping is is that you know it was such a big part of Victor's childhood mm-hmm. that he wants to experience it with his own children and so I don't want to get in the way of, course. of you know them doing things that their father did because well, they, it's you yeah. know he has such great <clears throat> memories about it and he tells right. them all the time about the fun yeah. stuff and so you know, I don't want to be the one who's just like, well, I'm not doing it. So no, you know, uh, well, we're we're, I, we're not having fun. I'm you know not. The, I mean? I'm I'm exactly the same way. I and I have gone camping um, with the other children. We took them. I mean, that's not true. I mean, obviously, camping is something that Daryl really, really loves, and fishing. And you know, it was funny. Speaking of fishing, he had said that he and his brother were supposed to go um, like a week ago. And the, the rivers are, there's just nothing to fish for. It's too strong. So they actually mm-hmm. had to cancel. They're going to go in June. And it's this big thing because nobody's fishing. So they're all depressed. You know, it's yeah. like they hate it. You know, I mean, unless, thing. They, unless they can find a lake. But I mean, it's all, all the creeks and all the rivers and everything. They're just too fast. Yes. 
Yeah, and so they're they're all bummed because, you know, they go to this big expo in, in January and February, right. and then they can't do anything for, like, four months, and it really freaking sucks. But anyway, and, you know, like I said, look, I will go camping if we can do, like, ocean camping. I'm not a big fan of the foresty camping. I've done that with bears and all that crap, and I really don't want to do that, but... Uh, I will I will do the ocean camping if we can find a spot. And so Daryl has been on the hunt for an ocean campsite for months, <laughs> ever since. Well, Bodega Bay is not bad. It's booked. That's the problem, oh. is that the, the campsites are booked. And there's no uh, unincorporated areas in which you can pitch a tent and just, like in the old days, where you could just find a place and set up camping. So <laughs> Yeah, and then accidentally you get, like, a knock on your tent, like... right. By oh, some what, what, are you, what are you doing in my backyard? Right. Like, oh, sorry. And <laughs> one of these places in Sunset Magazine is you can um, rent out these old-fashioned streamlined campers from, like, the 50s. And if you don't want to sleep on the ground, you can rent one of these trailers. Yeah. Well, it's it's super exclusive, and there's only a handful of them. But it says that the person that owns – it's a privately owned campground. And so you park, and they take you to your spot in their vehicle. And I said, yeah, that's well, not ever going. Do We're never to doing do, that. Why do you have to do that? Why can't you just rent like one of those little RVs for the weekend? Well, um, because Daryl's not a big fan of that. He wants to be like tenting and all that stuff. Oh. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, if you can, I don't want, I mean, it's like, as, as I just, as much as I want to never have diarrhea or throw up, I really don't want to go camping, but I will do this because my one child hasn't experienced camping. And so I don't want to go anywhere where there's snakes. That's my I don't, only thing. Well, I just told I, Victor, I'm just like, if there's no like snakes or critters uh, around it, cause I, I'll not a fan it. of the spiders. Yeah, I'll there's be, a lot of spiders. I'll be running somewhere in the forest, just aimlessly screaming <laughs> at the top of my lungs. Help! Help! Snakes! Yeah, I um, was telling you before the show that um, because of the unusual heat wave that we had, um, there were rattlesnakes swimming in the American River, and people were seeing them swimming. And I don't know where they were going or if they needed to take a dip. I had no idea that snakes, rattlesnakes needed that. But they were swimming around and they were now they've issued warnings like be careful when you're out there canoeing. There are rattlesnakes and they're big as hell. They're huge. And so you have to be careful. I'm not doing anything like that. I know. And I'm like, man, I've never seen a snake swim. But that sounds like a nightmare. And I'm not as afraid of snakes as you are. Like I have I have a you know, you know, I didn't tell you this, but, you know, Verdell got squished by a stone. Daryl did it. And I thought he killed him. Is My he snake. okay? Yes. And he left. He fled the scene with a little crink in his body, but he survived. And uh, then we found Verdell's brother <laughs> on the other side of the garden. So we have two now. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I know. And they're really little. It's not like they're big. Verdell has not grown that much. I mean, he's definitely gotten bigger. But the fact that I have snakes in my backyard, I don't understand. Like, I, what is happening? Why is this happening in my life? I told you I have a mole in my backyard. A freaking mole, Step Paula. Well, you always wanted animals. <laughs> Not like this, but Bodega is determined to find it. Everywhere the mole has been, and Daryl's put, you know, he's trying to find it and kill it. So he's putting like these poison little things in the ground so it'll eat it and die. But it's not working <laughs> because those things just don't work. Well, why don't you call like a pest control company? <clears throat> because it's one. It's one single mole and they trap them and cut their heads off. And I'm like, I don't really want to deal with that. How do you so, know that's what they do? 
well, what else are they, they going to do? Re, re, relocate it? I mean, well, it's a mole. It's like the size and, of a field mouse. You could call and find one, a company and see if they will re, relocate it. They won't. They're like mice. You just they they really aren't that big. They're really small, and um, they're not causing really any damage. Okay, but you're poisoning it. So I mean, what's Daryl wants to poison it? I didn't say. I didn't say anything about it. I just wanted it to be gone. I, it was one of those things that you have in your life. Where you go. You, you know, just, just want to turn your head and be done with it if i but you don't want to know by the means in which it's done i do not want to know how the hot dogs are made in this instance (laughs) i just want to just have it be gone but but it first of all the poison thing didn't work second bodega's gonna catch it because he's digging uh, he's digging up where this thing is every day all the time i'm like you know what dig them dig it up find it eat it and we're done you know and the thing is is that if he catches if he catches it we won't even know because they're so small so, you know, one day I'll just wake up and be like, oh, look, there's no more tunnels in my garden and we'll be done with it. So I I just it's one of the I, I don't know why this is happening in my life of all of all people. Why, you know, I had to carry on our mother's animal planet thing in yeah, our lives. Like, but it is what it is. Oh, my God. It's because of where you live, I think. I know. It's by the river and it's very rural back here, even though it's nice. It's, you know, we they built homes around a very, very rural area where there was a lot of wildlife and they just didn't leave. So here we are. Good night. Very, very interesting. If you're a mom, um, if you're not a mother, uh, you can either say, well, I'm never going to be one then. Or you'll be like, oh, I can't wait till I'm a mom. Or you have a mother or whatever. It's just an appreciation of being the female counterpart to birthing children, right? Yeah. Being yeah. the mom. And if you didn't birth your children, you're still a mother. I shouldn't have said that. But you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm, just covering, I'm covering all my bases. Yeah. That's no, all. It, yeah. In any mothering. way, shape or form. If mothering. You- He's a really good egg, and I'm just like, Kenzie, don't screw this up. Because <laughs> he's a really good guy. Yeah. I, the only thing is he doesn't like get in the way of her finishing her schooling and stuff no, like that. No, not at all. In fact, he told her, he goes, look, I have a path. This is what I'm doing. And if I have to move for it, I'm moving. But, you know, this is what I'm doing. And, and he's only a couple years older than her. So he's not really, you know, like... I'm ready for marriage and children age. He's still her age. He's 23, I think. So it's a really good match. And so now, and so we had dinner with him. And it's so weird, Paula, wait till you do it. Especially if you like the person having like double dates or it's not, doesn't feel like a double date, but it feels really weird. Well, I mean, I understand a little bit because, um, you know our niece and her boyfriend they come over to our house quite a bit and so i view her as not a daughter i guess but kind of because you know i've seen her since she was a little girl and i well she's just family she's family well and i was such a part of her life and so when her and her boyfriend come over you know, for dinner and stuff like that. And they play with the kids, but they also talk to us. And, you know, it's just, it's just like a family affair yeah, is how it right. feels. And, you know, so you kind of know her boyfriend feels like family. And so, right. um, but maybe that's the difference is, is I don't know if this guy feels like family yet. Um, and then we are, we are presented with the same dilemma. Crystal has a boy that likes her. Oh. And probably wants to ask her to be his girlfriend. Okay. And so 
you're gonna have to remind me. Okay. What were your parameters again for girlfriend, boyfriend, dating thing? Well, we we came to peace with the fact that we cannot control what goes on at school or at events, okay. whether it's football games or whatever dances. We we came to peace with the fact that we can't control them outside of our sight. But as far as boyfriend, girlfriend. They are not allowed to have any kind of condoned relationship until they're 16. Okay. Um, that means obviously can't go out on dates, you know. But the caveat is in high school, because they go to, they start high school when they're 14, there's homecoming and there's dances and there's football games right. and all that stuff. Right. We don't say you can't go to dances. If someone asks you to homecoming, you're going to go to homecoming. But right. those are the only exceptions. Um, and so, like, we know that our kids had little boyfriend, girlfriends in middle school or whatever. And even in, in um, her freshman year, all our kids in their freshman year had boyfriends and girlfriends. But we just didn't make it easy. Like, we, we didn't say, yeah, sure, they can come over and hang out. Or, no, you know, we have no problem with you going over there. We never allowed any of that. Right, right, right. Officially, What about 16. phone calls? Oh, yeah. we. You know what? I, my parents... Our parents were so strict on the boys calling thing um, that I'm so over that because how do how do you expect for anyone to learn how to interact with anybody if you are right. putting restrictions on that stuff? So we I had no problem with that. And like the social media thing, too, is kind of along the same lines. It's like you can have these things, but everything has to be super duper protected. You can't post or tag any of your family members. You know, we were super strict about it. Yeah. Uh, and we still are, actually. And now they're kind of just trained to be that way now that everything right. is super private but um yeah we the only thing we really wanted to control was you know and i i mean i can't even believe that you have to say this to kids but you do i had to tell them all it's like no nude photos don't send anybody anything in your underwear don't you know don't nothing like that yeah really you have to and there's inevitably there's always one person that you hear about where they sent their quote-unquote boyfriend a topless photo and then suddenly the entire school saw it because boys are dumb and that's what they do and so you know and they never live it down for the rest of their life in high school and so you know i just i'm like look i can't even believe i have to tell you this but don't send anybody you like pictures of you in your underwear or naked or anything. Mom, I would never do that. I'm like, well, you think you would never do that. And then you fall in love and then you'll do anything and you have hormones and no. So that, but, um, yeah, you know, 16 is when we, we were like, okay, well, you can officially date at 16. And, you know, they don't do dating like they did when we were kids, where you literally would go out on a date. <laughs> they don't do that anymore. They go to the mall or they they hang out and play, you know, video games or watch a movie or whatever. Right. So it's a little right, different. Right. But, you know, once they hit 16, I mean, for me, it's like I want them at my house so I can g- get a load of them. Plus, their parents are just equally as protected. So they come over and you meet the yeah. mom and all that stuff. So, you know, that's that. Yeah, really. That was basically our, our boilerplate starter kit is 16. You can officially have a boyfriend. You can if you're in high school, you can go to the dances, but it's literally like we're chopping you off and picking you up. That's you know, or, you know, you arrange with the other parent. Um, and then that's it. You know, there's no after party, no nothing. So yeah, yeah, that's kind of what what we figure. Yeah. I mean, sh- we we let her talk on the phone to her friends, yeah. whether they're boy or girl. Um, 
I mean, and primarily then, they text now. They don't even talk on the phone. They they text their little fingers off mostly. Yeah, we're gonna have to get her a phone. Yeah, but, oh, um, definitely, especially in high school. And and then um, yeah, for high school for sure. And then um, you know. Sh- everything's pretty much co-ed as far as like you know because she's got a lot of guy friends too so we don't decipher but um you know we're gonna you know if she wants like we're gonna do a lot of different things this summer but Mm -hmm. she's the thing about her is she's so ridiculous she's just like oh it'd be so fun to have all my friends come over and go swimming she's like can i invite a bunch of them over and i'm like no no we can't have five people over going swimming at the house right because i don't want to have a five a bunch of five pubescent bodies in my oh, home you God. Know? but she's just you know she's like can i invite a, like you know a couple of few like a a bunch of my friends over to like you know play video minecraft or blah 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 and i'm like no i'm all you can invite one friend over if you want <laughs> and she's like that's not what i wanted to do and you know, I, you know totally get like, it she just gets these <laughs> grandiose ideas well because you know she doesn't see her home as being too small to have five extra people in it where all you're thinking of is they're going to eat everything i own and it's going to smell like teenager in here and they're never going to leave because they'll well, and i just i mean i'm I don't have the space. Right. I don't have the space for five teenagers. Right. Or although you know, I and have plus I don't that's five parents that I have to meet that <laughs> you know I gotta slap a coat of paint on and put on a messy if, bun. If they walked in here, they'd be like, I don't think so. <laughs> you know? Yes. I'm just saying. Yes. Like if I came in here, I'd be like, I don't yeah, it's true. Yeah. It looks um, like it's pretty cramped in here. Yeah, I'm just I just tell her not right now. I'm like right. maybe when we get a bigger house. Right. You well, know, you're house then, hunting, so you know once you get in, then you'll definitely feel comfortable having but she the, just the social. Comes up with these in general. Oh, okay. So speaking of moms, we're kind of we've given the general idea of what it's like to be a mother. You're pretty much responsible for everything and everyone, yeah, and the dad kind much. of just backs it up. So uh, I was reading the other day. Uh, now, Jim Gaffigan is a comedian that you and I both love very much. Yeah. He's so funny. He is married. He's been married for a while. And they have five children. I know. And she is like a pseudo. She's like super mom. She's one of those moms that you admire. Like, you're like, oh, I would never be as good as that. She's so good. Well, you have to be with five kids. Yes. I so I followed Jim Gaffigan on most of the social platforms. And he had posted that he was canceling a bunch of shows due to a family emergency. And I didn't think anything of it. And because when comedians are funny all the time and they have that little dry humor, you think it's funny. Like anything he says sounds funny. And I'm like, I wonder what the family emergency is, you know. So the other day I read that his wife had a brain tumor. Oh, my God. And she had to have emergency surgery. It was a nine-hour surgery to remove this brain tumor that had grown around her brain stem. And luckily, it was completely removed. It was benign. And she's going to be fine. And she's just going to have, obviously, massive recovery. But I don't know why. And maybe it's because I'm a mother. I read that and went... He has got to be so grateful that she's surviving. Seriously. Because... Well, I mean, on so many levels. On many levels. First of all, love of his life, all of that. But five children. Five children. And their oldest, I think, is 13. So 
I'm looking at that going, man alive. I mean, enough. It would be hard enough being a, you know, a mom like that where she's really hands on with everything and not being able to care for your children must be feel like torture. Honestly, it would be difficult for me as well because mothers in general are very selfless. They t- they donate all of their time and energy to their children and their family. And so to not be able to do that must be really difficult for her. Right. But as a father, you immediately realize how much your wife, your the mother does in your family when she's doing nothing. That has to be ridiculously difficult. Well, they would have to get like an aunt. Oh, I'm sure. Like I mean, he had to hire. And they didn't have one, by the way. And I mean, they. I'm sure they have assistants and stuff, but they don't have nannies. She doesn't do that. And so I'm sure that this has been tumultuous and difficult and i've just kept thinking man he's got it in the back of his mind selfishly thinking i'm so glad she made it (laughs) i'm so glad she made it seriously yeah i mean he would have to get married right away (laughs) i mean he'd have to get someone immediately there's no way i mean i couldn't fathom i just couldn't fathom i mean i think about if i had died when my oldest was 13 and daryl and i were together he would have to get married immediately he would have to find someone to help him care for all of these children it just wouldn't yeah, be possible really. he would just yeah. he wouldn't be able to do it that would be really tough dads aren't moms i mean it's i mean when you have that role that's all you know it, it would be very hard to have to make up for or compensate for a mom who was all in and now they're gone just like that. Right. I mean, I would, okay. that that's how I think about it. I think, you know, it would be gut wrenching, but you would ultimately have to find a woman or someone to help you or just hire a bunch of help until you're ready to, right? you know, get back out there or something. I don't know. Because that would just be so overwhelming. I mean, every, I mean, adults, adults can do it. But it would be, I mean, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. And so I was just thinking, well, I'm so glad. First of all, I'm so glad she didn't die. I'm so glad it wasn't cancer because that's a secondary issue. But ultimately, she's just going to be recovering for probably months. I would imagine a brain surgery is not something you bounce back from very quickly. And then, you know, but her kids are already all like crawling all over her. (laughs) <laughs> she's oh, yeah, at, she's at sure. home and now she's you know being cared for by all of her children which i think is sweet so That's good yeah hold on a second daryl's talking to me i love you oh, i love you too honey um anyway something yeah. something you know, go, completely completely uh what's the word i'm looking for what? i don't know oh <laughs> i forget never mind okay but. oh what do i what did you want to keep going or? Yeah, well, let's just keep going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's just get through it because it's the mother of all episodes. And then Daryl will have a nice fat, uh, ugly cut because the ugly cuts have been like seven minutes. Okay. So I figured we would just go through it and get through it and then let him piece it together. We haven't given him a hard show to edit in a really long time. <laughs> so we're going to do that okay. this week. So let's just get through everything and then he'll compile a great Mother's Day episode and then they'll, then there'll be ugly cuts and we'll be good. Okay. And of course, now people are coming out of the woodwork trying to say they're not all that, you know. I don't really care. I think they're just average people. I, I don't think there's anything super great about them. They're a happily married couple with with children, God-fearing Texans, and that's great. I think that is great. If that's who if that's who they are, fabulous. But I don't, you know, I don't need them to be hoisted up as a symbol of what we should be 
you know, I just right. don't really, yeah. I know. just don't care for their business model personally. Mm. I think it's, um, I, I think it's, it's, uh, marked up quite a bit, um, mm. especially compared to, I, I, I would like to see what their take is, but if you look at, you know, someone that's, let's say someone has, you know, $350,000 to, yeah. you know, to, to spend. Right. And so they'll show them a house that's $200,000. So that's $150,000 that they have on a renovation. They will right. use the entire $150,000. Oh, I see what you're saying. On the renovation. Right. And I, I don't think that's a wise investment to spend every last dime. every last dime Got and it. then not oh that's true i never thought of that to boot she stages it so then you feel pressured to buy to buy everything afterwards yeah. and and not to mention that she probably just took a big chunk of the $150,000 because he did all the work and right, he, right. so it it just I understand what you're saying. I, I don't mm-hmm. care for the business model unless he, they're they're not charging that much of the 150, but I bet you they are. And uh, so I, I think what they think of is their take is whatever is left over from the purchase of the house. So you know, if they buy, if someone buys a house for a hundred thousand dollars and they had three hundred thousand, they're taking two hundred grand, and well, they're plus, they will spend it anyway. And plus, they're also getting the sale from the real estate. If it's bought through their company, right. Of course, it's going to be bought through their company because Chip's the real estate agent. Right. So it's just, it's all a huge monopoly. And Mm -hmm. I I don't care for that business model. I mean, it's smart for them. Yeah. But these people are kind of being gypped in a certain way. They could be. They could be doing it. um, They're literally handing them all of their money. Exactly. And hoping for the best. Exactly. And yeah, I get they, it. they could be doing it themselves, but I guess they just are choosing not to. Right. When, when they probably could be doing it themselves. And like I said, I think the markup is probably a lot higher than if they chose to do it privately on their own and hire a contractor. Contractor. To mm-hmm. do it and mm-hmm. and to manage the job themselves. Sure, sure. And Yeah, that's true. So. Well, I mean, you're right. And in a small town like that though, they're probably making a killing because that's because they're the only ones that do that. And now, and now that now they're they have famous, this, everybody yes. wants them to design their home. Right. But. She's been called the Martha Stewart of Texas. Right. Because of her style. And it's a great style. It's just, it's, okay. it's, a one, it's one note. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's a little too westerny for me, but it's I do like pretty, some of the things, but. Did you say it was one note? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's pretty one trick pony. So Yeah, it is. Because that's her style and that's great. And it probably does really well in, in that area. Right. Because that's the updated Texan look. I mean, look. Victor said he read that there's people actually moving there on purpose just to have their homes <laughs> done by them. I can't. I would never, ever condone that. <laughs> but so I just am like, I'm well, not that enamored with any human being. But each yeah. his own. Or you can or create the list and put it on Ugly Truth Facebook. Okay. Um, At least that one, as discussed, the 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 TSA approved whatever cocktail maker. Yes, I want to see that. And you know, it's luckily I didn't run into anyone where I felt compelled to say something like, "Yeah, I can't seem to find my car," you know, because (laughs) I'm not old. Then you sound like a day drunk or something. (laughs) They're like too much Chardonnay, miss. 
So luckily, I and, you know, I just felt like an idiot, just a schmo trying to find my damn vehicle. Oh, well, well, you found it and all is forgotten. Yeah, definitely. But it was awkward for sure. So thanks for checking out this week's Ugly Cuts. Join us for an all new episode dropping every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform. And of course, UglyTruth.com. That's U-G-L-E-E Truth.com. 